Although OCI members are located in many different countries and engage with a variety of cultures, they share the same purpose. Today, we'll be visiting two dynamic ministries, both run by teams of enthusiastic young people that are committed to training others to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Join us as we visit these vibrant ministries. From its very beginning, a missionary spirit has been the driving force in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. From its very inception, young people have been the heart and soul of this worldwide movement. In the late 1800s, that spirit drove missionaries from the United States around the world. In 1878, John G. Matteson pioneered the work of Adventism in Scandinavia. Today, at Matteson Mission School, that original spirit that prompted early Adventist pioneers to give themselves for the sharing of the gospel lives on. Their aim is to infuse their students with the vision of bringing the gospel to the world in this generation. Matteson started in 1986, like formally you could say, it was already in the, in the thoughts of Gunnar Gustafsson, the founder, for over 20 years before that. And he realized that the work is not going to be done if we just continue as we are. And we see it over and over again that young people use the talents that God has given them. He will give them more. And as I look back on 25 years actual experience with this project, I can clearly say that it was God that established this school. The purpose of Matheson Mission School is to train young people and instill in them uh, a wish to become missionaries, to become full-time engaged for the Lord. Matheson is a, a training school. We train missionaries for life and we want that our graduates will become resources for existing ministries or instrumental in starting new ones, preparing for, for Christ's second coming. We usually take 12 students. This year we have had so many applicants that we took in 13. You get to know each other very well in this process and in doing so you also get to know God very well. It's a family-like atmosphere. Pretty soon they feel that, that they're part of a family. It's not just a school and there's a closeness between teachers and students and we eat together, uh, have worship together, uh, do outreach and work together. Also they take turns cooking the meals and, uh, and preparing that. So very much functions like a family which makes the environment safe in a way to be honest with themselves and with each other. And then of course the Word of God is the center of all we do as the guide and as a help. The greatest change in the students throughout the year that I can, can see is, is how they, when they come, they think they have a lot to offer to God with their talents and all that they have acquired throughout the years. And then getting to know God closer and closer, they realize who they actually are and, and how they are more a hindrance in God's work if they don't give up self. And 
to be able to observe that is so rewarding. What has kept me here for a number of years is the fact that I see the difference it makes in young people's lives. It made a difference in my own life when I came here as a student first many years ago. And, uh, and I've seen similar change happen in young people throughout the years. And that's worth much more than money, much more than any, <laughs> any career, to see uh, that uh, God actually can do something for young people and become real to them. I came to Madison because I realized in this last year, um, when I was a student missionary in Africa, that I needed more training to reach people and to, yeah, to tell them about God. It is like a little family in Madison. We are only 12 students, plus the student leaders. We are around 20 people. And praying together and singing together and studying the Bible together is just so nice. When I was in Africa, I didn't have this because I was the only student missionary. And it was a good experience, but it is also very nice to exchange thoughts and to talk about God with other people in your age and not only being alone all the time. <laughs> the aspect that makes Madison so unique is basically the holistic approach. You know, it's called a Bible school, and when you're thinking about schools, you think about having lectures. Sitting there, there are teachers in front of you, explaining your things, maybe writing something on the board. But this is a school where you use all the talents that God has given you. Everything that we learn, if it's in Bible, evangelism, leadership, health, or agriculture, there should be practical assignments where the students can put in practice what they learn. We also have a just practical part where the students work for the foundation for 10 hours, where they use their hands and through this experience do character building, uh, being together with students and staff. This year we harvest a lot of onions. Normally we have also pumpkins, we have potatoes, we have tomatoes. When you work with plants, you learn to take care of things, you learn patience, endurance, and all these wonderful character traits. And that's what we focus on also at this school. Yeah, this is a wonderful balance. It gives you more energy for the theoretical hours, for the classes, for the lectures. Uh, and at the same time, practical work trains your mind. We have a compost plant, which is a tiny industry. It's a part of the practical work for the students. What we basically do, we get some branches and we chop them in small pieces and then they stay there for a while. They start to ferment. Yeah, in one or two years it's finished. And then we also, we sift it ourselves and then we pack it in bags. And then in the springtime we go and deliver it to people and sell it. And that's it. It's a little bit a way of how we get money, the school itself, the institution. It's also, um, we can reach out to the community. That's also the concept of the school here, that we try to reach out in every aspect. For example, we had now, last week we had a Thanksgiving feast, where we were inviting a lot of people from the community, and then just sharing about how great God is actually to us and how grateful we can be. Being a student at Madison is a blessing. You, you are in nature and you, you see how things grow and you, you learn so many things from a small plant and you see God's hand working in nature and you have time to reflect on the classes, you have time to pray, you have time to think about yourself, your character and what you can change with God's help. 
yeah, I've really enjoyed it. What motivates the team at Matheson is the vision of training young people to share the gospel with the world in this generation. The theoretical education is put to a practical use in a variety of evangelistic opportunities. Evangelism is an important part of the program and the students are involved with outreach in various ways. We try to have a holistic outreach program where throughout the year we, we have a whole evangelistic cycle uh, that we go through with the students. We go and ask for money for ADRA and then we start doing surveys and inviting people for a health expo, actually a survey designed to invite people to the health expo and, and we've seen great results with that. People are actually interested in the health expos. They get their blood pressure measured and their cholesterol checked and they get a step test done to check how their physical condition and they get to learn about natural health keys. At the health expo we, we invite them to, to cooking courses or, or Christian fellowship groups and then of course evangelistic campaigns that we also do and, and towards the end of the year we also have the massage classes where the students learn how to massage and we've seen wonderful results in that because the prejudice is broken down when you actually get in contact, you touch people and that has been a great blessing to the students as well. The outreach activities at Madison Day motivate me to get out of the comfort zone. Very often these encounters with people are very inconvenient. You don't know what to say, you are struggling with finding the right words and we share that in, in the evening with the other students and this um, strengthens my faith. I had a desire to, to use some more time with God, get more training. So I went to the Medicine Mission School the last year. Now I'm a Bible worker here in Arvika. Arvika is a, a place in Sweden. It's not far from the border. We, we actually were in Norway and we go over to the border uh, to Arvika and do mission work there. And we've done that uh, over six years now to establish a, a little church group, a church plant there because there was no Adventists in that, in that city. The work here in Arvika is closely connected to the Madison Mission School. They try to come here once a month and they preach and have Sabbath school. And this week we have a special week where they are here for five days doing health expos and I think it's definitely very good for the students to come to a real mission field and meeting real people. So it's very practical training. You know, Scandinavia is not an easy place to work, but we've just seen the first baptism now of our first Arvika church member, you could say. It's just wonderful to see how, how people also do take decisions and become members of the church. It's a privilege to see, even though it takes a lot of work and a lot of time. <laughs> It's uh, worth, the, worth the effort. Just to be in that kind of environment at the Medicine Mission School for one year was a big help to get ready to do something like this. It's really a special kind of fellowship you get, being with other people who really encourage you in your walk. And just doing all kinds of outreach, you get more used to focusing your life into mission work. The missionary spirit that motivated John G. Matheson and other early Adventist pioneers continues to live in the hearts of young people today. Matheson Mission School is a testimony 
to the enduring power of the spirit of sacrifice. In a moment, we'll visit another OCI ministry in which the missionary spirit continues to thrive. When you think of missionaries, what do you picture? For many people, the image of a doctor, teacher, or pastor in a remote country comes to mind. But the truth is, God needs people with many different skills in His work both around the world and close to home. At OCI, we're passionate about helping to connect mission-minded people with our network of more than 80 ministries. Each project aims to share the gospel in practical ways, and they need skilled workers of all types mechanics, gardeners, cooks, and designers, just to name a few. And of course, they also need teachers and doctors. If you're interested in serving at an OCI ministry, visit our website for a list of current opportunities or call our office. We'd love to talk to you. The energy and vitality of youth is both inspiring and contagious. There's a certain enthusiasm and dynamism that helps young people to attempt the impossible and then turn that into a reality. That's very evident at the next OCI ministry we'll be visiting. Vita International, located in the central mountainous region of Honduras, is doing what they can do to bring new life to the local community. Not being a Seventh-day Adventist, I ended up attending an Adventist Academy, uh, Laurel Brook Academy in Dayton, Tennessee. And there, uh, by taking part in the program, I um, was introduced to all the Adventist doctrines and eventually accepted the Adventist faith and decided to get baptized there um, at Laurel Brook Academy. I ended up going to a Bible school in Norway called the European Bible School. And there I felt that the Lord was giving me all the tools that I needed to be able to start something over here in Honduras. We started with the Central American Bible School as our initial program. There wasn't any Adventist presence here before. And like Osuyatal, there's many other villages around. And so we have a permanent evangelism department and they go out and they do Bible work in the village of Osuyatal. And they also spread out into other communities and do church training so that these churches then have the tools to be able to reach the communities that surround them. The primary goal of the school is to hasten the second coming of our Lord by providing the world with well-equipped men and women of God who are able to lead. And then of course on top of that, we are looking to send our missionaries to Spanish-speaking places. Amir is from a nearby village, actually and now he's here and loving it. To be honest, the decision to come to Vida was difficult because I didn't know what I was supposed to do with my life. But I saw something different and unique in the staff, something that I lacked. It's the Central American Bible School, and for the first time, we really are seeing a more broad range of nationalities in our student body, which we're very grateful for. Haley's family has been a supporter of what we're doing here for a long time, and her coming to this school seems to be just the right place for her at this time in her life. When I was first coming here, I didn't want to come. 
But I was like, I already told God that I'd go if he provided the money. And he provided the money, so I came. And I didn't really have a relationship with Christ. Now that I'm here, I know it was the best decision because God really has something to show me this year. And he has allowed me to start a new relationship with him. I was 19 years old when I started the ministry and it was, it was actually very challenging at the beginning. And so it's really beautiful to see that um, that other young people also have the same vision. Young people that are professionals and that have many talents and they decide to leave all their dreams and desires and make this a part of their dream together with people that have the experience and are willing to counsel with us and guide us. Vida means life and so the main purpose of what we're trying to do is, is exactly that. Not just life on this earth which is one of the things by satisfying needs uh, and at the same time, life also refers to the eternal life. In English, VIDA stands for Integrated Vision for Help and Assistance. And so our name tries to embody that concept of reaching out in many different ways to include many different people. Well, it was only five years ago where the Adventist Church started here in our community. Then the European Bible School came and did an evangelistic campaign. Pastors were there from all the churches, Catholic and Evangelical, and everybody was anxious to get to know who the Adventist Church was. So that was really an exciting moment for evangelism, for the beginning of evangelism in, in this community. El Sietal is our little town here. It's just about a kilometer outside of our project, and it's a farming town. Most of the people you see getting up early in the morning to head to their properties, work on their beans or their corn or their coffee, and that's what they do all day, that's what they live off of. Um, come back in the afternoon and enjoy time with their families. It's just very much a, a close-knit community. So you just walk into the village and, and you knock on somebody's door. You don't even have to knock on somebody's door. People just greet you and welcome you into their home. And in 10 minutes of knowing you, they can tell you their whole life story. And so it is a perfect setting to be able to, to help and to reach out. Uh, our town has major needs mostly in the area of health and education and just learning the basic health and hygiene care that we all need as, as human beings. We have a dentist that comes every year and we have some local Honduran dentists that come. The community responds very nicely to that. So one of our first Bible contacts that we had in the community were Reina and Alexander Banegas. Recently they got married and they're making steady plans to, to be baptized after being involved here since the beginning. Attending church was difficult at first. I felt like an orphan because I was the only one going. But when my wife joined the church, I rejoiced because we could finally praise God as a family. Their son Oscar um, is now at Lorbrook Academy and so for the whole village it was a powerful testimony that a young person here with no economic resources somehow by a connection to, to God has all of a sudden completely new horizons. Through my experience here I've learned that really there's nothing in me or in anybody that is ultimately the, the reason why there can be success. It, it has made me trust every day more in, in, in God. You know, he expects us to first touch the water before he actually parts the sea, and it's a beautiful experience to see how on a month-to-month -month basis he sustains this ministry, not just 
with the resources necessary, but also with the people and the energy and, and the vision, the constant vision to continue moving forward. There's nothing else out there that interests me more than, than having that type of relationship with God. Honduras is one of the poorest nations in the Western Hemisphere. Almost 60% of the population lives in poverty. In such a setting, education is very important. And even though primary school education is free and obligatory according to the Constitution, the reality is very different. Of those children that enter primary school, only about 40% complete the grades. Of that, only another 30% or so move on to secondary school. Ultimately, only 8% go to a university level. Education is increasingly more important for the nation of Honduras. The opportunities for tourism, trade with the United States, increases this demand. Not only is there an increasing demand for education, but a bilingual education is becoming more valuable day by day. To try to meet that need, even in this rural area, Vida International has started a bilingual primary school. One thing we realized in this community is that education is crucial and evangelism is extremely effective when we're able to work with children. So one of the things that we were really praying about was the possibility of starting a bilingual elementary school here in our town for the kids from our community. And now the school is growing and it really is having a major impact in the community. We see family members coming to church because they see what's going on in their children's lives. Manuela came to us from Switzerland as a short-term volunteer. And in meeting her, we realized that she was a wonderful person to start an elementary school. So she committed to staying long-term to get this project started to really work with the children. Right now we have 29 students. We have two grades, 15 children in kindergarten and 14 children in, in first grade. Last year we started with three children in kindergarten. Eventually reach also into high school so that then we would have the complete layers of education, you know, from elementary all the way to the Bible school. Um, and that way have a new generation of of young people that would be that would have the vision to do the same thing you know to to start other institutions and to bring people to Christ another thing that is very important for us is is the more practical aspect of life we do cooking classes with the children every week and they just love it they really love it we have a, a garden spot where we will plant lettuce and radishes and beans another aspect is health we believe children should learn early how their body works and what they can do to keep their bodies healthy. The land that was donated, we sit on, on about 300 guava trees, uh, and we also have a tamarind plantation with 1,600 trees. We're trying to create a strong industry based on, in agriculture to use some of the things that the Lord has already given through these plantations to be able to support and sustain all the programs in the ministry and at the same time help the community by giving jobs, you know, providing employment and also training people that they could also do the same. Recently we got donated some bakery equipment and since we have these fruit trees, we process uh, these fruits and we make um, concentrate and that is actually the main thing that we do. 
Um, and now that we have the bakery equipment, we're trying to unite both of them and start baking bread and selling out to the community and into, to, into Tegucigalpa. And there are many people, even within the Adventist churches, that are really interested in receiving wholesome bread. There are three M's to mission work, right? There's, there's the mission, the objective, there is manpower, and there is money. And I think that manpower is the thing that is actually the greatest need. There's just a wide array of needs that could be met by just, just about anybody. Viva would not be what it is today if it were not for mission trips that come every year. All the buildings that you see have somehow been touched by a group of people that have made the sacrifice to contribute to what God is doing here. Right now we have with us Lord Brook Academy and they are here to build the elementary school that started just two years ago. Uh, and together with Laurelbrook, also the European Bible School and institutions like ISEI, not only do they do construction, but sometimes also they do outreach and the cycle just keeps on repeating itself again and again. Being an OCI member has been a landmark for us because we realize that we're not alone, you know, that there's this whole network of other people that have very similar struggles, have very similar challenges, and not have to reinvent the wheel and get advice from people who have done things that work. It has been a, a, a great blessing and, and great opportunities on how to, to also share with all these other organizations, share ideas, and even join up together to, to accomplish other objectives is, is, is really a beautiful thing and, and has definitely been a landmark for VIDA. There are numerous ways to be involved with VIDA. There's many people in this community who still have yet to get to know who Jesus is, and prayers go a long way. A couple weeks ago, I was in, in the mountain just right here. I was praying to the Lord to really tell me why He brought me here. And as I was in the mountain, I was looking at the town, and the town was bright because of all of the lights. It was uh, early in the morning, and um, God really impressed in my mind that this town here, it needs to be a light for the other towns around here. So we are concentrating a lot in helping the people that are already in church, the members, plus the work that we do through the students. We're gonna enlighten this whole village. I think that in the Christian experience, God gives the opportunity to serve as a blessing. And to serve in, in this capacity, which I believe is the same way that Christ served, to be able to walk in the footsteps of the Master like that is one of the most fulfilling steps I've ever taken in my Christian experience. There are many people out there that don't know Christ, you know, and they have so many needs. And so the main objective of the ministry is to somehow satisfy some of these needs that these people might have, that they might see that there's a God out there that cares for them and that they might eventually come to Christ and also be themselves motivated to, to bring that which they have received to, to others. Jesus said that he came to bring life and to bring it more abundantly. From the youngest children to those in adult years, the team at Vita is dedicated to communicating Christ's life and love to those with whom they come in contact. Their vision is to spread the message of Christ's grace through Honduras and the surrounding countries. You can be a part of this vibrant ministry through your prayers, your financial support, or through coming on a mission trip, you can contribute to the impact that Vita is making.
To find out more about this ministry and the other OCI projects around the world, visit us at outpostcenters.org or send an email to info at outpostcenters.org. For OCI, this is Stephen Grabener.